Tell what we do Light them up, drink them down Whiskey and cigars all around Cheers, y'all Sounds like the beginning of a party, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and anyone else who uh, falls into a similar but uh, unrelated category. Welcome, <laughs> my friends, to this fine radio program, podcast, and video extravaganza known internationally Hi, as the world-famous Smoking and Toasting. Ladies and gentlemen, we are now bringing you show number 352 of Hold Smoking on, let me and pull out my calculator here. Okay, yeah, I'll let you do the math. This is... <clears throat> exactly halfway to 400. Wow, that's fantastic. Um, um, I think we should celebrate. And I think we should celebrate by welcoming back one of our favorite guests who has it's been a, way too long that guy. since we've had this guy on the show. It's our smoking and toasting whiskey expert, Mr. Chris Hart. Welcome, sir. Hello. Thanks for having me back. It is nice to have you back. We've actually been trying to have you back, but your schedule has gotten a, a little nutty, sir. You got all crazy on Well, us, you guys man. have been very patient with me about it. Well, I appreciate it. It's well. been, uh, I'll, I'll be in Michigan next week and then St. Louis. I mean, it's just been every week I've been flying out of state. It's easy to be patient when somebody brings really good stuff when they come on the That's show. True. <laughs> so well, it f- makes the patience a little easier. You know what I'm saying? I-, I felt like you guys have earned it, so I brought you a few gifts. <laughs> now, okay, great. We're we're excited about the gifts. Now, let me just say that I think today's show is going to be very interesting. Okay, we started the show out as a streaming show, as a podcast, as a video cast, and uh, you know, a number of months ago. Uh, Smoking and Toasting became syndicated on broadcast radio. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't have, like, hundreds of stations, but we have a handful, and they seem to like the show. But because it's syndicated, we now have to abide by the federal FCC regulations Mm -hmm. regarding language on the show. (laughs) And Ian and I have have been pretty good about it. But I know Adam in the cloud, our producer who puts it all together, is going to hate this show because it's gonna it earn seems like every bonus. time Chris comes on, the <laughs> F-bombs fly. I had and no I don't idea. know why. Because when you had your own show, you never dropped the F-bomb on your own show that I ever heard. Oh, yeah, you saved the them all for our show. Yeah, yeah. Well, you would come on here and it'd be me. like, this, this is... well, 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 F-bomb. <laughs> that, that's I've got the pen and paper get... ready. Yeah, okay. I'm going right. to time it. He has to mark down the time <laughs> right. so we can let Adam know where he has to go in and insert a cuckoo sound effect or something. So we did the same thing on ESPN. We he would he would mark it, and yeah. we, we even got to a point when T.J. Miller came on where he realized that he was marking down every time he said certain words. Yeah, and so he had to. Uh, he literally <laughs> would keep saying it. So basically, the whole episode was useless for radio. Well, I enjoy <laughs> I enjoy swearing, so I, I kind of miss the right. uh, ability to drop that occasional f bomb. Uh, we we have to you know now we have to dance around it and use appropriate. So, uh, so did you guys discuss this beforehand? Like, hey, maybe we should have a talk with Chris like, as soon as the show. Opens. As, as a matter of fact, we did. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I had no idea. This is like finding. <laughs> out that everyone thinks I'm flaky or something. Yeah, no, like, I no, have no, no idea. It's not that, but it's just, you know, we were guests on your show a number of times. Yep, absolutely. And I don't remember ever there being an F-bomb, but uh, I, I'm going to say pretty much every time you were on our show, there were multiple. And that and that was okay. Well, you know how, then, you know how tempted I am right now just just, <laughs> just to give you just one. Let, I'm just going to go ahead and write this time. Yeah, right, yeah. 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 right now. What's the time marker? We can, yeah, just well, go ahead. It'll, it'll be close yeah. enough. Freaking news enough. to me. Yeah. So, uh, I can Chris, say freaking, right? Chris, yes, you can. 
uh, and uh, and you can also do what they did on the the reboot of Battlestar Galactica, oh, frack. where they said frack all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which great show. Frack is actual a word in English, but it's That's about right. it's an oil term mm-hmm. about. Uh, about a particular way that they get oil out of rocks and stuff. But anyway, uh, enough about that. Let's welcome our, our whiskey expert, Chris Hart. And I, I, I want to say, Yay. we have a number, yeah, we are glad you're here. Thank we you. have a number of experts that we tap into their um, you know, really diverse knowledge here on the show. We have our wine expert, Mark Burrell. We have our tequila expert, Liliana Rodriguez, mm-hmm. who is awesome. Uh, and not that Mark isn't awesome, but I just there's something about Liliana you just have to say awesome whenever you're talking She's about her. She's pretty awesome. Because she is, yeah. And we have experts in, in other fields, but I would say, really, we feel like you are our whiskey expert. And not just because we said so, but you were also named a whiskey expert. I, I love that he rolled his eyes. He gets a little embarrassed about <laughs> I know, this yeah. every time we but mention it. But you were named a whiskey expert time. by Texas Monthly. Texas I think Monthly, that, that's, yeah. a, that's kind of a big deal. I would be proud of that. I wouldn't be I'm, shuffling that off. I'm very proud of it. Okay, good. Well, you do know... As much or more about whiskey than anybody that I know, I'll say that. So, um, especially Wade Woodard, but yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> well, I think has been on the show as well. He, he has, but uh, we won't. Oh, be... We need to call him. We, yeah. haven't, we, we haven't had we, him in a while. Yeah. Oh, oh, he's been called many names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And of course, then there's Alan Denny. But uh, absolutely, we, we refer to him less as an expert and more as a pod crasher. That's yeah, right. This is kind of what he does. In fact, the door. Chris is watching the door to see if Alan will show up today. <laughs> and and you know, I, I did not plan anything, but it wouldn't surprise me <laughs> knowing uh, knowing Alan. Well, Chris, one of the things that we uh, do from time to time, in fact, it's becoming more and more frequent, but we did not do the last time you were on the show, uh, we hadn't started this yet, is the introduction of a mystery beverage. And it's where one of us will bring something in. Not tell the others what it is. We taste it, talk about it, and then we reveal what the mystery beverage I, actually is. I want to point is. out that one of us is usually Cruz because he doesn't really trust me anymore. Well, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Ian, Ian, trust has to be earned, my friend. I just try to bring in interesting things. Yeah, I know. Even uh, when he brought in the good stuff, it I still know. We were was still such wary. a disappointment. We were still wary. I was <laughs> sipping Cruz. carefully going, man, I don't know. I just don't know. Can this mystery beverage be anything? Common? Uh, yeah, it, it could be... Uh, in fact, generally speaking, very familiar. generally speaking, it will be something that you know you can buy fairly easily at retail. Maybe not always, but uh, you know it might be Malort. It might be uh, last week's mystery beverage was Glen Levitt 14. So uh, it was, and I did that for a specific reason because Ian had brought a bottle of Glen Levitt that you twist the top and it turns it into a Manhattan, and it was god awful. Oh, I bet. And and so I it brought, was fine. I brought the. <laughs> Glenn Levitt to show him how it was supposed to be. This is how it's supposed to be when you twist off the top and it doesn't inject any nasty chemicals into the uh, the beverage. Are there any points awarded if someone guesses it blind? Uh, well, we'll we'll give you just some honorary points. You'll be the the star of the show today. This this tastes like a Mexican lager. Is this Tecate um, or it, it, it is something not Tecate? It's not Tecate. Do, first of all, do you like it? You know, I I, I made a fatal mistake today. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I brushed my teeth soon enough, but I really taste toothpaste. Oh, no. Well, that might. I get uh, that. I was about to say something. I'm, I'm going to hold off. Um, Terry, what about you? What, do, do Is this something you like? This has a. It is. It's it's uh, it's crisp. I like it. It's it's. I'm. It's a trick. I'm not a fan. It's a trick. It definitely feels like. Um, it's thin. It's thin. It's not very. I mean, there's not a lot to it, but it, it's it, crisp it a, and, and you know. It's, it has. It's a, fine. It's a, it's a yard beer. It, it, it tastes yes. like it's probably. You know what it tastes like? It might actually be presented in a fancier package for how low quality this is. 
You know okay. what I mean? Like, yeah. like Shiner's got that sure. Mexican lager that they do that's it's kind of not very good. Bitter, no, weird it's not my favorite shot, though. It's yes, a, I was just about to say. It's got a weird, I'm okay with this until the yeah, finish. Like, like, like weird bitterness that. just kind of lingers there. To me, it's what that. made me think of Mexican lager. Yeah. To me, it's got like almost a citrus. Uh, yeah, but, but, okay, but yeah. Like, like a Tecate on yeah. the back end has got like this little. Well, but like I accidentally got a little pulpy chunk of that the, the lime. St. Arnold's or. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you this week's mystery beverage the Montucky Cold Snack. Uh huh. This is uh, a, and this we brought this this week for a reason. I actually because you keep trying to get us to you, like you this have, beer. You have yeah. Montucky us yeah, twice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I have Montucky you twice. You guys hate it. A lot of people hate it. It's an adjuncted uh, beer, believe it or not. <laughs> it's an adjunct to yeah. beer. What does yeah. that mean? Uh, uh, meaning there's uh, it, it's got something in it uh, like flavoring, like uh, like if like Nice Guy Eddie was a coconut uh, adjunct. They added flavors. From my understanding, Montucky Cold Snack is an adjunct beer. I don't hate it. It is a cheap. I think that can's a dollar. Like, if, if you go to beers looking at you, they'll sell it to you by the case for a dollar yeah. a beer. That and an Arizona iced tea. So yeah. I, I'm yeah. going to go ahead and point out that maybe the toothpaste uh, helps it a little it bit. It may have, because I was expecting <laughs> a more visceral reaction from you based on how you've reacted in the past. No, the, the bitterness on Told the end is trick. really not so not so bueno. I mm-hmm. did call it. It was a trick. I knew, <laughs> I knew, I knew this crap. <laughs> well, It's not always a trick, but sometimes it is. I brought you guys a little something. Oh. This is uh, in the past. We have uh, done stemware for mm-hmm. our whiskey social. Sure, uh, Italian Crystal Luigi Bormioli, very nice glass, but the stem could be a little bit fragile. This year we switched to Glen Cairns, and no one—they just came in yesterday. So I got you guys the very first wow whiskey social Glen Cairns under the new name because it yeah. was was the Houston, Houston whiskey, whiskey social. Now it's just the whiskey social. Well, uh, and I can't tell you how thrilled my wife will be that I'm bringing another Glen Karen home. Oh, is that? <laughs> is, oh, because you probably have a million of them. I, I have a few, but I don't have one that says Whiskey Social, so this is special. I give and you I'm one. And I'm not. Too. I'm not trying to be like, you know, backhanded here. I, I love this. You guys are the first. Uh, even it's my other beautiful. partners, Todd and Dom, have not had the chance to drink out of them yet. So, well, I figured we could break them in today. I am very excited. Lovely. Yeah, to do exactly that. To to put this to use, to good use on the show. It's going to be. Uh, it's going to be exciting. Well, we have. A lot to talk about on today's program. We will be trying, in addition to some whiskeys that Chris was kind enough to bring, several of which I've already like eyeballed and gone, ooh. Mm. Uh, but in addition to that, we'll be tasting some beers today from Real Ale Brewing Company, Blanco, Texas. We'll be tasting their Belgian-style golden ale called Bright Shadows. So we'll look forward to that. Yum. Have you had that before? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, I have a feeling you might, because I know you're into the Belgian-style stuff. And I, I mowed through, when I, when I went to the uh, brewery this summer, I mowed through all their big beers while we were sitting there. Far uh, surpasses German beers. Here's, I did not have better. to drive. Here's one I am pretty sure you haven't had, uh, from San Diego, California, and the Belching Beaver Brewery. We've had several of their beers mm-hmm. on before. But this is an orange vanilla imperial IPA called Fall of Troy. I have not heard of that one. And uh, the play, I'll just tell you where I got this. I picked up a, a Belching Beaver like IPA variety pack recently. Uh-huh. And this was one I hadn't seen before. They had that Deftones one that we've had on the show that was incredibly Outrageously good. good. Yeah, really good. So I was excited about that. I'd seen one of the other ones, but this one I hadn't seen, and I was reading on the side of the box, and it says it's only available in that sampler. So so it's not exactly like a lot of the whiskeys that Chris brings in that you can't buy anywhere on the planet, but it is something you'll have to do an extra step to buy. So I think some of the whiskeys you're bringing today, though, 
are available at retail. That's right. Absolutely. And maybe available for sampling at the Whiskey Social? That's correct. Okay, so good. We're going to talk about that. And then also, I did this for Ian, but I have a feeling Chris may enjoy it too. Uh, from Fremont Brewing in Seattle, Washington, we'll be drinking their Brew 6000 barrel-aged barley wine. Oh. So, very excited about that. And you know I love barley wine. Chris brought the spirits. We'll it's tell like you my about, favorite river beer. We'll tell you about some cigars to watch for. And I don't know whether you guys, you know, we, we try not to get into politically charged things here on the show. Uh-oh. Uh, and certainly climate change is one of those things that people feel very very strongly about. Some people feel like it's it's absolutely real and and that's what the scientists say. And then other people feel like that's being amped up and 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 uh, Sort of. Uh, did, did anyone actually notice the sleight of hand when global warming became climate change? Yeah, sure. That was pretty amazing. Sure. Well, call it what you want. You need to be concerned about it now, because the latest scientific release says that climate change or global warming, if you prefer, could make beer taste worse. So now you got to care about it. Is all I'm saying. Montucky cold snack could get worse. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? I think it's possible. <laughs> no, no, no. He said beer. Clearly uh, okay. said beer. That's right. And you said this is an adjunct to beer. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, uh, we will uh, be, of course, revisiting our, our favorite and, and uh, unexplainably most popular segment on the program, a little something we call Drinking News. We'll be getting to that in uh, in a later segment. But I do have today's Drinking News teaser headline, if you want to give me a little uh, oh, compliment yeah, yeah. there, Ian. Uh, today's Drinking News teaser headline... You'll never eat cucumber again. And with that, we will uh, take a break and be back. Want to find out what Ian smoked this week for his uh, uh, cigar that he wants to talk about? I've got an interesting one, I think, myself. And we'll be telling you about a dozen new, or they're not new, but a a new list of uh, a dozen high-scoring cigars that Cigar Aficionado says you should be smoking. Right now, yeah. People seem to be backing off the right now. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it doesn't work as clickbait anymore. At the same time, yeah, smoke them right. at the same time. <laughs> Always makes me think of reefer madness. We'll be right back. It's smoking and testing. <laughs> Smoking and Toasting, our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. Our special guest and Montucky Cold Snack drinker uh, today is uh, our one and only whiskey expert, Chris Hart. Thank you for coming back, Chris. We appreciate it. And uh, I want to get to uh, talking to you about whiskey and talking to you about the Whiskey Social, which we have said before and we'll say again, is the single best beverage event oh, yeah. we've ever been to. It's, and it's we've been you. So uh, we're looking forward to talking to you about that. Uh, but first, I thought I would ask Ian, I know it's been a, uh, a minute since we talked, but have you had a chance to smoke anything interesting? I like did. That? I sat out on my patio this morning. There's something... There's there's something fun about having a cigar in the morning, by the mm-hmm, way. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I kind of enjoy that. Reminds uh, me of when we were in Honduras at the Alabama right. Farms, when we had a cigar before breakfast, a cigar after breakfast, several before cigars before lunch, lunch. Somewhere in between there. <laughs> yeah, that was quite um, a thing. Anyway, uh, early morning cigar. What'd you do? So uh, my band played at the Katy Race Festival a few weeks back, mm-hmm. and there was a, a booth there. You know how they have all the little booths set up yeah, at the yeah. festival? a booth there and it was called tobacco row 88 is Uh the name of this um so this cigar is a nicaraguan puro uh 
from Otempe, Jalapa, and Contega regions, Contega regions um, of Nicaragua. It's a Churchill, seven and a half by 50-ish. There's Their website... Not much information. Not giving you a whole lot of info. <laughs> Not much information on it. That's okay uh, if the cigar was good, though. <laughs> the appearance on this thing, uh, medium brown, leathery, oily wrapper, uh, semi-smooth, closed foot, had a band on it, and a large sleeve that com- covers almost the entire cigar. Okay. So, like, you only could see little bits of the actual leaf. Then when you pull that off, you said that it was real pretty. Um, uh, <laughs> the pre-light sniff on this, earthy and rich uh, mocha with a touch of raisin kind of sweetness to the nose. I used a, a punch on on this had a very light draw even with the closed foot it had a very light draw i think it was uh packed a little on the looser side um i got uh, bread brownie batter mocha sweet tobacco and a little spicy on the lips from the um from the tobacco uh the initial light on this nicaraguan pepper blast right off the bat with a weird bitter tanginess hmm. not totally unpleasant but weird was not expecting it okay um settles into white and black pepper tangy sea salt yeasty bread that's all I had to say about the first part of that. Retro Hale's Campfire and Charred Oak. The first third of this copious amounts of smoke provide notes of leather and baking chocolate along with the aforementioned flavors. Salty tang and black pepper backs off just a little bit. Uh, Retro Hale's Nutty and Spicy Pepper. Flaky ash. Good burn. Uh, yeah, do not let the ash get longer than just a moment here. The mm-hmm. nutty notes appear and weave throughout with uh, wood and spicy peppers, a foundation full strength and spicy with a sea salt air is a good general description. Retrohale is nutty and crusty black pepper. Flaky ash, good burn. The last third of this cigar comes in pepper and salt ramps up here with a woody and walnut shell kind of note. Mm. Well, the flavors overall are not unusual. They come together in kind of a unique way. While the salty tang can lead to a bitter astringent quality and the pepper can be a bit grainy, the woody notes and nutty notes seem to kind of keep it in check. Construction was good, quality overall. Retrohale, charred toast and pepper. (laughs) Flaky ash, good burn. This thing's fifteen dollars. Mm, mm. That's a pretty expensive cigar. That's a pricey cigar, yeah. Uh, I was tempted to give it a four and a half because there's lots of fifteen dollars cigars that I think are way, uh, way above me on this. But the un- the experience was unique. It was a very different kind of flavor cigar. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a five. You're getting what you pay for. Um, actually, and especially at a festival kind of uh, right, thing right. too. So I, thing, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and give them the benefit of the doubt on that one. But overall, not bad. So five means you get what you pay for yep. on the price to quality scale. And I, I will just mention that sometimes, um, sometimes it's it's you know good to try these other things. I have a tendency to have a flavor profile that I like, and most of what I smoke is kind of right in that flavor profile. So it's always, I think, good to try. Well, I'm curious. I have things. one of their other cigars that's a thirty dollars cigar on their oh. website. Oh. Now, I did not pay that much for either of these, but we'll talk about that a little later. All right, and I'll tell you what I smoked this week. Plus, we'll get to talking whiskey with our whiskey expert, Chris Hart, when we return. This is Smoking and Toasting, and we'll be right back. little percussive accent there. Welcome back at Smoking and Toasting. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. I Welcome to show number 352 with our special guest, uh, the return of our whiskey expert, Chris Hart. Chris, we're excited to taste some beers and whiskey with you, and Ian's pouring now. We'll get to that in a moment. He's doing that he's, hard he's pour hard for you. Because yeah. that's the way you like it. Yeah, yeah. Mine, fortunately, i got to tell you about my cigar, so mine will have time to settle. To settle, uh, yeah. I had an interesting one this week. The Perdomo Estate Selection ESV Toro. Uh, 
and the ESV line from Perdomo was released in honor of the late Nick Perdomo back in 2019. ESV is touted as uh, limited releases, but in reality, you can find these pretty much everywhere. Did I pass the wrong beer to the wrong place? Oh, yeah. Okay, well. All right. Wait. We ended up with I, extra on. beer. That one's I, for you. This is your, yeah, this yeah. Is your buckle oh, this, bunny. This oh, is my okay. buckle bunny. That's your hard pour. Got yeah. it. Got okay. it. Okay. All right. It'll, it'll be ready in two we segments to, from now. We have to uh, we have to straighten out the beer. That's the most important part of the show. Yes. Is making sure we get the right beer. Uh, the Estate Selection ESV is a Nicaraguan Puro uh, with a Nicaraguan Maduro wrapper leaf. It's lightly box pressed and sports a very pretty gold, silver, and black dual band. Perdomo says they use only the top 5% of the tobacco from their farms uh, in Nicaragua for these ESV cigars. So this is their top of the line as far as Perdomo is concerned. I got hints of baking spice on the pre-light sniff, almost like a pretzel. Maybe wonder how this cigar would go with a good malty Belgian ale, maybe even mm-hmm. like something we're about to try here. Uh, Cold Draw had a similar, similar uh, pretzel-like vibe with earth and leather. I used my trusty punch and lit her up, preparing for a Nicaraguan pepper blast, and I did not get one. Uh, instead, I got some of that yeasty pretzel note that I'd picked up on the pre-light, deep-aged tobacco, and a strong impression of oakiness that lingered on the palate through the finish. Great construction, even burn, and a nice solid ash. In the second third, red pepper notes made themselves known. The yeastiness backed off a bit. Leather and earth moved to the forefront of the lineup. Nice complexity, not as strong or peppery as I had guessed it would be from the look of the cigar and from being a Nicaraguan puro. The tobacco richness reminded me of a barrel-aged cigar, even though it didn't have the hint or bourbon of or a bourbon or rum that you mm-hmm. sometimes get with those. And upon investigating that hunch, I found out that the ESV wrapper tobacco is fermented in spent bourbon barrels. So that oh. was where I was getting a little of that. A little bit of that, Just a yeah. little bit hint of that vibe, and that makes sense. Construction continued to be spot on. I tipped the ash at the end of each third, as you'll see, but I can't help but think that it would have held on even longer if I'd been more daring. Uh, final third was equally enjoyable, although a coffee bitterness entered the mix that I enjoyed quite a bit, but could be off-putting for some people because it was, it just said, you know, like a really bitter black coffee? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of like that. Kind of like how some people Or love, espresso kind yeah, of almost. Yeah. Or kind of like how some people love ESB beers mm-hmm. and then other people find them just too bitter. They don't like that particular taste. Red pepper, wood, and the continued presence of that aged Maduro tobacco flavor that makes you feel like you're smoking something that's pretty expensive kind of continued with this whole uh, cigar. It is a little pricey, not ridiculous by today's standards, but certainly when you consider the Perdomo uses only what they consider to be the best of their tobaccos in this blend. Uh, you kind of get it. It comes in at $12 to $13 a stick. I will give it a solid five on price to quality. I won't go so far as to say it's like a new favorite for me, but I would definitely smoke this again. Mm-hmm. It was very good. And I've and, enjoyed the SVs. And, uh, I think it's a good cigar. And talking about you know the price of cigars, I used to think, okay, over ten dollars, it's a super premium. Now it's kind of like uh, over twelve dollars. Yeah, premium. you almost got to hit thirteen or fourteen dollars <laughs> right. to Inflation be super is premium. Really, yeah. yeah, and it, it it's hitting everywhere, but certainly the cigar market as well. So uh, anyway, but I enjoyed it. Uh, it. It's not a new favorite, but I would definitely smoke it again. So there you go. Uh, let's get right to the beer. Ian has poured this. Now you had this before. This is from a very good brewery. Out this of, is from uh, Real Ale, yeah. yeah Blanco, Blanco, Texas. Texas. Blanco, and, Texas, however you want to say it. And, uh, we, it depends we called on what it your Blanco when I was growing up, but it's probably supposed to be Blanco. Yeah. So, uh, and only, so, only a, a Blanco person would probably pronounce yeah. it Blanco. Well, that's like in, <laughs> in, uh, uh, in San Antonio, there's a street that's called San Pedro or San Pedro. 
But if you're in California, there's a city called San Pedro. So there's, you know, it's just. Oh, that's it's a, that's like a thing. I remember a band came from L.A. and they came out here and they were going to be playing. I can't remember where it was, but they were like, hey, we're going to be out at San Jacinto. And I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> not here. That's uh, not the how worst, that is. though, is when I lived in Boston. Uh, there's a, uh, a suburb of Boston called Dorchester, D-O-R-C-H-E-E-S-T-E-R, Dorchester. And then there's a another town about half an hour from Boston that's spelled the same way except with a W, W-O-R-C, uh, however it's spelled, but it starts right. with a W. But you don't call it Worcester. Worcester. It's Worcester. But Dorchester is Dorchester, not Duster. <laughs> well, of course. So, so, so yeah, so there's there's no... There's no figuring it out. You just There's have no to, rhyme or reason. You just have to trial and error. But from Blanco, Texas, and the Real L Brewing Company, which is a brewery I really like, by the way, uh, comes this beer. Ian, you've already been they sampling. Have, they have think? a whole bunch of great beers. This is a refreshing Belgian-style golden ale coming in at 6.6. Don't they do Devil's Backbone? They Person, do. Yes. They yeah, do. One of my favorites. Devil's the, Backbone is brutal. Yeah, and it's but fantastic. It's yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. But if you want to buy a if you want to buy a 12 pack for the 16 17 dollar range and it's like eight percent per yeah. beer yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> h-e-b sells the it'll the, get the job done the big ones the yeah. The oh yeah nice nice uh in what you say the abv is on this 6.6 .6 on this one well I, I gotta tell you it it doesn't drink like it's quite that high it drinks... no it's it's light and fruity and mm -hmm. and kind of refreshing mm -hmm. um it's it it has a little less of the dark uh kind of uh funky fruit things that you get in a lot of belgian but uh, but it's got just enough there to say, hey, I'm a little bit Belgian. Yeah, it does have some fruitiness, maybe not as malty as I was expecting. It's Devil's Backbone Light. Like, kind of, yeah. It's like a lighter. Kind of. If you want, if you want the funk, definitely Devil's Backbone has the funk. It's yeah. good beer. But this is good too. I, I enjoyed this. Um, uh, kind of a different I didn't twist put that on together. it. It is very much like it, isn't it? It's all <laughs> yeah, it's just like a got lighter a similar version. profile. Yeah, mm -hmm. lighter ABV, lighter so if you, flavors. If you like uh, Devil's Backbone, but I mean, you're not like Ian. Six point six is the lighter <laughs> yeah. ABV version. But you're not like Ian, and it's not what you're going to drink floating down the river in the middle of the summer. This might be a good uh, a good alternative. So just so you know, uh, it was on my river trip when I uh, went to. Real ale, and I did oh, yeah? drink it on the river. You did drink Devil's Backbone on the river. Uh, yes, I actually brought a, a twelve pack of, <laughs> of it and tossed it in my cooler. Because of course you did. You <laughs> you are who you are, and that's why we love you. So uh, it's like that. By the way, uh, real quick before we get into whiskey tasting, I just want to say thanks to our special guest from last week, Charles Rodriguez from uh, Big Owl Craft Brew House in Houston, and uh, both the brewers from Turkey Forest who uh, came on and hung with that us. That was so was, fun, Lewis and Oscar. Yes, yeah, those th guys. That was. Uh, amazingly good beer. Yeah, it reminded me a little bit of what I was telling you when I went on my uh, uh, vacation last summer, the family reunion, and we were out near uh, New Braunfels, Texas. Right, you mentioned and that. And I went to that Guadalupe uh -huh. River Brewing Company. That place was incredible. So it is Guadalupe, but if you're in Austin and you go down Guadalupe Street, yeah, that's right. <laughs> don't pronounce it Guadalupe; they look at you weird. Yeah, yeah. You just make a left off of Cesar Chavez. <laughs> Cesar Chavez. <laughs> That's Cesar what you do, Austin. Uh, but no, the, the Guadalupe, I, I can't say enough about Guadalupe Brewing Company. And this place reminded me a little bit of them, even though it was much smaller and didn't have the big outdoor uh -huh. you know, area and stage and stuff. But just the quality of the, the quality beers. quality of beer was so high. Yeah, I thought, I, thought it was, so uh, high. I thought it was fantastic. So Chris Hart, our whiskey expert, is with us. And Chris, I, I, I don't want to ask you anything that you don't want to talk about, but sure. since we had you on the show last um I, I think some things have changed for you are you still in the business of um you know 
curating and bottling spirits? Is that still something you're doing? Yes, that's still a thing, um, although some things are changing. Um, so we, uh, after we had Brian Cranston on my show in, in March, we or February, whenever it was. By the way, totally jealous, just so you know. He's oh. like probably my very favorite actor. Uh, he's incredible. He's incredible. And we that was the last episode I did of my show before we switched to a seasonal. Uh, the goal was to switch to a seasonal uh, schedule mm-hmm. where we don't do it every week. Because in the process of uh, launching Gregarious Grump and Prideful Goat, the, the hardest part about that is you've got to find new states. So we, right. over the past two years, <laughs> uh, me and Randall Sullivan from Bourbon Real Talk, have been traveling quite a bit trying to get new states of distribution. In fact, we just launched in Canada not too long ago. Uh, we've added uh, Alaska uh, to the lineup. We've got Arizona, New Mexico. We just signed a five-state deal with Maverick, so we'll be adding Illinois, Colorado. It's just it's it's utterly exhausting, and it makes it a little difficult to do a weekly show every week. Sure. So, um, in, in in the process of all of that, uh, I we're I don't know what all I can talk about, but we're in the process of um, of me getting out of this entirely. Uh, out of the spirit side? Yes. Really? And yeah, that, yeah. that surprises me a little because I know you love this. Oh, I, I love it. I love it a lot. Um, it, 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 it's likely going to be my one of my partners buying me out completely. Okay. So it'll just it'll it'll be solely their their brands can i ask you something selfishly sure before that happens will you grab a whole bunch of bottles and stash them? <laughs> <laughs> um, um this is, scrub is good stuff man. Oh, you stole yeah. words right out of my mouth yeah. so we're, we're working through all that uh there's quite a bit of legal paperwork that has to get done but uh, i don't know what all i can talk about but i i'm i'm uh i am exhausted well and, and i know obviously the whiskey social which started as you know, the Houston Whiskey Social has become a bigger and bigger event every year, yeah. bigger and better. And I know you've talked about taking it also on the road and doing it in other cities as well. Yes, yeah. And and this year will be our eighth year, November 18th, which I think by the time this airs will be a couple of weeks from mm-hmm. now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we've, we've been trying to expand the event, expand the event. In fact, Graham McTavish from um, Outlander, from Witcher, mm-hmm. from Lord of the Rings, uh, he'll be at the event launching his brand here in Texas. Um, so there's another whiskey, uh, there's another celebrity spirit. Celebrity spirit. Do, 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 celebrity spirit alert. <laughs> yeah, but I'll give you um, I'll give you positive hope because he partnered with another uh, bourbon podcaster. So the, the, the bourbon podcaster is not going to let you produce. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, and, and, it's going to have to be, and it's fairness, gonna have to be at least this good, right? In fairness, not every celebrity spirit release is proper number 12. Sure. Some of them are actually quite good. Now, we talked about one last week that uh, I have my doubts about. Say the F word, but keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I have my doubts about, but we'll see. We'll taste it when it when, when we'll the get F word's implied. Hands on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. For uh, sure. Well, this one's good. It's a seven-year-old bottled in bond, so it's a hundred proof. It's oh, seven nice. years old, and it's and it's about the same price as Prideful Goat. Uh, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a banger of a product. So you, you think it will be uh, more impressive than the one we talked about last week, uh, the new whiskey from Jean Claude Van Damme? You know, it's funny enough. <laughs> I just saw that. Yeah, I just saw that. Uh, I, I many years ago, I sat down with Dolph Lundgren, and I asked him on camera, out of all the '80s stars, who do you not want to drink with? He's like, you don't want to party with Jean Claude. <laughs> so the fact say why? The fact that Jean Claude's producing a whiskey is absolutely hilarious to me. That's funny. Also potentially funny, but 
could be good. I don't know. It depends, I guess, how you come, what side you come down on in this guy. But uh, there's another one coming out now. Michael Bublé. Yes, from Michael Bublé. Yep. I mean, I, I, listen, great voice. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't uh, expect much from it. Well, I, I understand, though, he's not involved in the actual whiskey itself. He's partnering with people who supposedly know what they're doing. Uh, I mean that's that's pretty par for the course for a celebrity. Yeah. So brand. he's just yeah. putting his name on it, right? Exactly. So uh, so why don't you uh, pour us something here, Chris, while we're talking whiskey? Well, we this is our six year bourbon. I don't know if you guys have had this. We released this last November. Uh, Cast strength, six year old, and this is the prideful goat. Prideful goat. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep. And this is. I, I just want to say we had uh, prideful goat uh, rye on the show. It was the week Ian was out. My uh, guest uh, co host Jim Hyman and I had it, and uh, it. That's a wonderful ride. Oh, it's it's uh, it's done this well. We won a couple of uh, I know awards can be hit or miss, but we won a mm-hmm. couple of uh, Rye of the Year awards. Um, and to be honest with you, some of our original barrels just turned eight. So uh-huh. the goal, is, oh, and nice. we just got label approval, so we'll we'll be doing some eight year uh, Rye here shortly. This oh, this I look fall. Forward to that yeah. So, but this is the uh, straight bourbon. Is that right? Oh, stra- I'm sorry. No, yeah. this, this is the straight. This is the straight bourbon. That's what you just yeah, poured. Yeah, that's us. what I just poured okay. you. So sorry, I was a- picking up the wrong bottle. It's okay. Uh, this is the straight bourbon, and this is uh, wonderful. Actually, on the nose, I'll take really. a little myself if you don't mind. Uh, it's your. It's your. I suppose uh, we'll let you. It's your bourbon. Ian, have you sampled yet? No, I'm just. I'm just taking in the nose. The nose is so nice. The nose on is this. wonderful. Okay, now what are you doing? Well, it's a, it's a brand new glass, so I'm just kind of rinsing out. Oh, the, you're you're the sort inside. of getting it. Uh, okay, I got you. Make sure what I'm smelling is the whiskey and not uh, you know anything lingering in the glass. Mm. I thought it was some new bartender thing. Mm. You know, no, it's very sweet. Wow, that is good. It is very sweet. Is it uh, is it corn based? Yeah. So so uh, our uh, Indiana rye is seventy five twenty one four. Um, 75 corn, 21% rye, and 4% malted barley. Because you can taste the sort of sweetness of the corn. Very sweet. Yeah. But it's a real pleasant sweetness. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, and it's it's in Not two spots, too. It's like right up front and on the lips. And then on the back of the tongue. And then on the very back, it's very mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah. Um, but it's really good. This is... Uh, uh, what does this sell for in our local retail establishments? So it is currently at the where are we at? Yep, seventy uh, five ish, maybe seventy, depending okay. on where you're at. Um, it should be in line with Sagamore Rye. It's it's stream. It's uh, line priced with the rye whiskey. So the rye and the bourbon are the same price. So at that price point, I'm just curious: is that an easier sell or a harder sell than something that comes in, let's say, in the forty dollars? ish Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's it's a perfect category uh, range for the con- the connoisseur, the right. hobbyist, right? right. So how, it's cash and maybe strength. there are more of those people who are willing to try something new. I'm just I'm I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, you're hitting all the the key notes, right? So cash strength, unfiltered, whole nine yards. Well, it sure is good and definitely worth that price. We'll talk more about that and uh, talk a little more about whiskey it's uh, like when we return. Bubble gum and cinnamon on the back. It's so good. It's really delicious. I'm going to have some more of this. Uh, we'll be right back. It is smoking and toasting. In the 
beginning. Welcome back to Smoking and Toasting, our program all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. I love those things. We uh, mentioned in the last segment that Michael Bublé is announcing uh, that he's coming out with a whiskey. I wanted to read you the headline of the article that I found about, uh, about that, where I got my information. This is the headline. It says, Michael Bublé announces the launch of Fraser and Thompson Whiskey, a collaboration, this is in the headline now, a collaboration between celebrated distiller Paul Serka and West Brands, leaving whiskey making to the experts, thankfully. That's all in the headline. What a spin. <laughs> what a spin on yeah, that. Yeah, So, like, Since we're just using his name. Yeah, but in the, I figure when they're, they're talking about in the headline that basically you don't know Jack about whiskey, you know, but you're working with the experts. I guess that's, you know, well, it's from PR Newswire. So maybe that's how Michael Bublé put the PR announcement out. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's interesting. They, they actually sent me a, um, uh, uh, an embargoed release. And for those who aren't familiar, in media, when you get, you kind of get the headlines before anyone else does. They send you, they put an embargo on it. You can't talk about it. You can't do anything. Right. So I, I got that a couple days before. Uh, that it became an announced yeah. an announcement, and then I just Googled it just to see if it was out there already. And it's totally out it's there. out there already. <laughs> yeah, like what There's, are you embargoing it for? There it's are just no like secrets. the new Taylor Swift song. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> there are no secrets in uh, uh, in the world of the internet. It's so. all over the internet, all over Instagram. So you brought us something that's not one of your uh, spirits. Actually, but... surprise! No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, dude, that would be big news, wouldn't it? So uh, this is Weller Twelve. Weller Twelve. You know, one of the big parts of the whiskey social Weller. is we love to we call them tater bottles. These mm -hmm. are the things that they're hard to come by. They trade for a lot of money, and we just pour it out for free at the event. So this is everybody that's watching on video. Take a good look at this guy right here because that's right. If you're at the Whiskey Social, and we do highly recommend that you go to the Whiskey Social. These there isn't a ticket that's more worth it in terms of it's, of a, a beverage. It's festival. amazing. Yeah, it we really did is. The, we did the math one year, and I want to say it was like if you if you break down the ticket cost and what you get at the event it's about 40 cents a pour. Oh. <laughs> so you that's, tell me one bar you can go crazy. to in the worst part yeah. of town and get a pour for less. Also uh, he's perfectly framed with these wonderful uh, wonderful okay. drinks right well, here. How many pours are you going to have? How many uh, 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 different expressions are you going to have this year? So it, so we fluctuate. We try to be conservative, but there should be around 400, but we say 350 <laughs> mostly. Wow. Uh, Three fifty oh, plus. Only three fifty. So I just want to make this point though. If you're watching on video and you see Chris here, and you're at the whiskey social, and you see him walk out onto the floor, stop what you're doing and go over to where Chris is because he comes out. You're already surrounded by all these booths and these great whiskeys and, and spirits and and. But when Chris comes out, he's got one of these tater bottles. Yes. Yeah. And he's pouring. He's just walking around pouring it for people. Yeah. We bought we bought a bunch of uh, 1980s and 90s Blantons and we bought some Weller oh. 12. We've got a couple extra bottles of Pappy. Um, so we we Love it. we plan to be pouring out quite a bit at the event. This is fantastic. The nose on this. Oh, it's just yes. it's, this is it's a solid. It's a forty dollar yeah. bottle that no one can find, and, and we happen to got our get our hands on twelve. Wow, twelve of them. So so you'll have eleven of them at the. Uh, so we'll have eleven of them at the social. <laughs> I'm sorry, <clears throat> ten of them. Uh, yeah. uh, no, but that's that's what's so great about the social is that you kind of expect. Oh, to some the, degree, what you're going to see at all the what's booths. What's the ticket price? What's the standard ticket price? Oh, uh, I don't have it off the top of my head, but I want to say it's like 75 for general admission. And that is okay. Let's, let's. That's a steal. That's that's 
unbelievable hmm. when you can walk in. Uh, now, again, you mentioned this is a this is a forty dollar bottle, but you can't find it. So on secondary, it goes for outrageous prices. Two hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah like the, a, well, absolutely. You know how hard outrageous. it is still to find a bottle of Blanton's, and you've got yeah. how many? Uh, six. And that you'll be pouring, and you're going to so. be pouring that. That's not even taking into account. The uh, aged expressions that everyone's going to have at their booths, right. the new expressions everyone's going to have at their booths, and all these other things, at 350 different ones. Plus, you'll have some beer. For you'll have other, a few other spirits. Beer, yeah. other spirits. There should be wine there. We're going to have, uh, in fact, we've got quite a bit of new uh, brands that have never been to the event. Oh, that's so, exciting. Uh, I love trying new stuff, and this is the well. perfect place to do perfect it. Perfect place to try it Absolutely. before you buy it. And, of course, Village right. Liquor will be on site. Website to, uh, uh, to find out. Oh, so you can order something. Yeah. HoustonWhiskeySocial.com. That's where to go to uh, get your tickets, and we recommend that you do. For those of you who are listening on one of our affiliates that only carries the first hour of the show, thank you so much. We bid you adieu, but we hope you'll go to uh, YouTube and check out the rest of it because we got a lot more to come, including more tasting. We still have to talk more about this Weller 12. So you know, he and looks Great, even just he sits there and he drinks the whiskey just perfect in between all of the drinks. It's framed perfectly right here. Professional, he's an expert. And I'm also married. Slow down. (laughs) (laughs) We will be back with hour two at Smoking and Tustin. Welcome back at Smoking and Tustin. This program is all about craft beer. Fine spirits and hand rolled cigars. It's show number three hundred and fifty-two. Halfway to four hundred, y'all. Our expert on whiskey, Chris Hart, is with us. He has poured us some of this Weller Twelve, and I just want to mention again that this is not this is not a, a bottle that you can just walk into the liquor store and find because it is is in such high demand. Even though it's not a super expensive bottle, it's what, about a forty dollar. Forty yep. to fifty? Forty five bucks, but it, yeah. it's it trades for around two hundred. Right, on the secondary market. Yeah. Sure. But uh, if you haven't had a chance to sample this, or it's been a while since you've been able to find a bottle of Blanton's, or there's a number of other things like this that they will be pouring at the whiskey social. And that's why that seventy five dollar ticket is so worth it. Because when are you gonna get to taste something like this? Right. You know? Right. And and it's absolutely wonderful. I mean, this is a this is a just imminently drinkable just straightforward, wonderful, heavily oaked. Yeah, yeah, just, just gorgeous. It, it, it catches a lot of flat. Uh, I almost said something else. It catches a lot of <laughs> crap from yeah. uh, snobs because, well, it's overrated. No, no, no. It's appropriately rated. It's a forty-five dollar mm-hmm. bottle. It's twelve years old from Kentucky. I mean, as cheap as we can possibly get, prideful goat at six years, it's still a seventy-dollar bottle. Right, mm-hmm. uh, because we and don't make it you, ourselves. Right, and that's with you like discounting it as much as and, you can get away with. And, and me and Randall doing everything for the brand. We right. are the sales reps. Right. right? right. So, so the the twelve year old Weller twelve for sub fifty bucks. It is pound for pound probably the greatest whiskey pound for pound around. Certainly that you can buy in that price range. Absolutely, no doubt. Well, uh, it's absolutely wonderful. It's got just this, the the finish on it is just absolutely stunning. Oh, <laughs> We're passing beer around here because that's what we do. Pass around the beer, yes, sir. Uh, Terry, have you got yours on? Yes, I do. Okay. So uh, the beer that we're trying here, and then I want to try uh, some of the Prideful Goat Rye, because we're trying an IPA mm. from Belching Beaver, and this is only available in that IPA uh, mix pack that I picked up and picked it up at Specs, and uh, I'm sure you can find this all over the country right now. Fall of Troy. Fall of Troy IPA. Orange Vanilla Imperial IPA. We're bringing back a fan favorite uh, with dubious beginnings. Uh, Let's just say it. It was 
a mistake, Troy's mistake, which uh, so that's why they call it follow Troy. Proved to be a happy accident. This uh, mosaic hop laden imperial IPA is smooth and juicy with notes of orange and vanilla. Troy is hereby uh, inducted into our Brewers Hall of Shame, along with other legendary brewers like brewers like Ivan the Terrible and Josh Dammit. Cheers. <laughs> yes. So we've had Ivan the Terrible, I think, on yes, here, right? Yes. Uh, this is this tastes like orange sherbet. Yep. It um, is, it's yeah, real wonderful. good. It's, it's wonderful. Thinking it of tastes, creamsicle. Yes, yes. Yes. It tastes more than it smells like orange. And you know, there's a really, really good uh, Buffalo Bayou does a creamsicle mm-hmm. uh, beer that's really good, but it's not an IPA. It's more. I think it's more of a cream ale. Isn't and it's it? also not as uh, prevalent. The, right. the orange marshmallowy creamsickleness is so in your face that you can distinctly well, taste the it. The funny thing is, when I smell this, when I put it up to my nose. Uh, I get kind of a little uh, hop dankness that mm-hmm. doesn't happen at all on the No, uh, it's completely negated by the vanilla and the creaminess of Love it. this. Uh, yeah, this, this is, is great. really good. Yeah. I uh, I actually have had this uh, before because I couldn't wait to bring it onto the show. I tried one of the other ones from the mix pack, and uh, I liked it so much I was really excited to bring it on the show. And see what it says, uh, ale with natural flavors contains lactose. It says, damn good times. The only thing that bothers me about it Coming is... Coming in at eight and a half. Oh, wow. It, yeah. it drinks under uh, proof. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that bothers me about it is I hate I hate when brands say this was an accident when it, it often isn't. Mm. Like, Brimstone is the only one I know of that was genuinely an accident. If you ever had Balcones Brimstone. Yeah, yeah. Because the guy literally left the grain in the, in the still too long until it burned to a crisp. Like, that was an accident. But oftentimes the... I accidentally poured this delicious thing at the right measurement into the you know it's <laughs> the amount of things that have to line up for it to be this good is is hard for it to be an accident. Yeah. Well, you, are you suggesting that the uh, wild turkey forgiven was not an accident? Maybe that's a pretty good whiskey though. Yeah, that's yeah. why they discontinued it. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good whiskey. Was it wild turkey one of our uh, uh, winners of our? Bottom shelf uh, uh, bourbon uh, blind taste test. Yeah, I, I 100% believe that. Wild Turkey was fine. Wild yeah. Turkey and uh, Old Granddad. Old Granddad did was, really well, too. Yeah. There, there's two brands that catch a lot of flack in the whiskey world because they're usually so inexpensive that they're what you drink when you first start drinking in college. Uh-huh. Definitely not before college age, of course. Uh, correct, but correct. Wild Turkey, not. Wild Turkey and Jack Daniels. Yeah, but right. it, but but objectively in the bourbon world, Jack Daniels, not the standard bottle, but the the Jack Daniels <laughs> barrel proof. And oh yeah, that's stuff. Everything that isn't the old number seven. Correct, right. Right. Yeah. correct. Everything that isn't that is actually pretty it's good. Pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. And Wild Turkey 101 is incredible. It it's is great. The, it might be the pound for pound because you can get a 750 for 20. Bucks. I told you yeah. that I just found that out like five or six years ago, right? Yeah. Like, because we used to drink wild turkey. Uh, that was our uh, uh, Christmas Eve. All the guys were in the garage. We'd just do shots of wild turkey and sit around and, and smoke cigars and stuff. Um, at, you know, like at my family's house. And so I always, always hated the wild turkey <laughs> after that because, you know, the hangover and everything. And then as a joke, my brother bought me a shot of wild turkey on my oh, birthday. Shots. And I took a sip. Yeah. And I went. Holy cow! This is really good. Yeah, it's actually delicious, and I've yeah. been an absolute fan ever since. Well, like, it, you know, the we, we really should have subtitled our because everything uh, sucks bottom when shelf you take shots. Our bottom shelf bourbon uh, blind taste test. We should have just at the end. We should have just said, "Forget everything we tasted. Just go with the wild turkey." One hundred and one. <laughs> right. yeah, because yeah, it was it was it was that much. I think. Well, here's here's the thing I've learned. But the about old granddad shots. was good too. I'll First say. off, don't take shots. If you're going to drink really bad whiskey, 
maybe you should shoot it because all of it tastes bad when you take a shot anyway. Right. Um, but then why would you bother drinking bad whiskey? So I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a big shots fan, although I, I take that back. Last night, uh, a couple of uh, my brother-in-law, we have these dad nights where we go out at like 6 o'clock. We're home by nine. You know, play, living play, the life. Play right. a little golden tea. You know, <laughs> and what is that fishing game that they have in some of those places? Yeah, yeah. and what well, well, what we did is we played roulette, where we had six shots. Two of them were regular shots. Two of them were doubles, and two of them were just like Red Bull, like that you could. Right, right. So you, everyone had to grab a cup randomly. And unfortunately, you know, a couple times in a row, I got the doubles. You know, but it, <laughs> unfortunately, it, it, unfortunately. Yeah. but other than that, just shooting whiskey period is the wrong way. Yeah, to go. yeah it's, it's the wrong way, way to do it. it. It's just because nothing tastes good when you just slam your palate with it. You know, we're talking about all of this, and while I, I want to try uh, some of the prideful goat rye while we're doing this IPA. Uh, but there is a, a very interesting article, and now it wants me to subscribe. Okay, let me see. If I can start reading, hold on. I have to give There's them There's a my way to turn that off, too. Email address. Hold on. I didn't see this coming, um, but we'll do this. Anyway. We'll, we'll do some shots while you're figuring that out. <laughs> shot, 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 shot. Uh, I, uh, something went wrong. Please try again. Okay. <laughs> something went horribly uh, wrong. This is this <laughs> is the story of my life. This is a long Because if there's wrong. a countdown time around there, we're all leaving the room. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I've already gotten one call this, from this the IT guy that I have to stay late and help. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 so I hate this. Sometimes I'll go and I'll find an interesting article and I'll read it and I'll go, oh, this would be good to share on the show. And then when I pull it up to share it on the show, they're like, subscribe to read this article. Uh, <laughs> I had an article I had found and it, I thought it would be interesting to talk about it on the show because it was the, uh, and I, I disagreed with a lot of what I saw. Oh, I love disagreements. The, Let's the do it. The title was The Right Cheap Beer for Any Occasion. Is this the same Prideful Goat that I have? Uh, if you have the the rye, then yes. This is yes, this was our, our so good. regular... We started with a 15-year, then we created a namestay, something that's available year-round, mm-hmm. and that would be the six-year rye. This is oh, our, that, okay. our number one seller for sure. Right. So that one is... Here we go. I got it. So while we're trying this and, and going back and forth with the IPA, which please do. Thank you. There's more IPA. Follow yeah. uh, Troy. Uh, have you tried it with? You haven't tried it with the IPA. I have it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Try this. There's a little bit left. I will tell you something about these things together. Mm-hmm. They're pretty nice. Mm. Hey, man, double fisting it all the time. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm down. I would just taste one and then the other, maybe. Yeah. You know, maybe a little back and forth. Oh my know, goodness! I don't know about two at the same time. The it's awkward f- to watch. The back and forth is terrific. You in both ways. <laughs> These things match up real nicely. The creamsicle is just so good. Yeah. The exhale on that. Yeah. You know, when you, that, the, this, the retro hail. The retro hail, yeah. Yeah. And then this rye. This is the prideful goat. Uh, oh, Bourbon. Sorry, I keep picking rye. up the wrong one. The you prideful goat straight rye. Why? Because of the color. Yeah. But if you go down the rye aisle at Specs, everything that's rye is a green it's label. Green, yeah. But funny enough, bourbon from corn is green. Right, not, not this color. It, and it's rye, this color, yeah. correct. And rye is this color. So but you went some, with the true color. Well, that also makes you stand out on the shelf, which is a smart thing to do. Too. Funny enough, I got some pictures from my uh, my uh, producer Brandon Strange over at ESPN. He he went to Specs and they they put the bourbon with the green label in the rye aisle, just because of the label. And he told him just because rye are green. He goes, no, but it says bourbon. And so so if, funny enough. Interesting. Um, uh, uh, while we're on the subject, let me just ask you the name Prideful Goat. What does it mean? Where did it come from? Oh, me and Randall were trying to think of something long term. Like, what would be 
something that we could carry into long-term branding. And what we thought of is I have always wanted an old-style Irish pub. Oh. And I can see a round sign with this logo. I mean, that's the perfect Maybe that's what you can do sign. once you're, like, uh, you know, well, have well, a little more time on your hands. Maybe. Uh, is, uh, we were thinking, I'll come to your Irish pub. We were th- I'll spend money there. Yeah, well, I, I, I may have to change the name. I, I don't think I can borrow. If, if I get bought out, I don't think I can borrow, can't borrow the prideful goat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but originally the idea was to, to it have It could be the shameful sheep. Yeah. I like that better, actually. <laughs> we actually had this image in our head, uh, the stubborn goat, of, of, of a goat that was like in a barbed wire fence, and the more that he resisted, the more he got entangled. Sure. But stubborn yeah. goat doesn't flow right. Prideful goat just seemed more apropos of a, I like of a stubborn goat. I like it. So let me run down this list for you now that I have subscribed to the Washington Post so I can read it. Um, and I, I will already tell you I've got big problems with this list, but those are the ones that are actually more fun to read. They say the right cheap beers for any occasion or activity. And they start out with a hot day at the beach. They say Miller Lite at the uh. beach. Uh, and they say... A hot day on the beach calls for an ice cold beverage, and that's when a Miller Lite shines fresh out of the cooler. Yeah, this is called a sponsored a content day. for the record. Yeah. Drink yeah. it in 13 seconds, Although, or it tastes amazing. Although bad. I will say this if you're faced with a choice between Miller Lite, Bud Light, Coors Light, I'd go Miller Lite every time. <sighs> okay. Uh, I will agree with that. Yeah. I, that doesn't make it good. I'd go Michelob Ultra. <clears throat> oh, see? Ouch. Uh, Over just, Miller Lite ouch. or Coors Light? Uh, see, that's just water. That's yeah. not beer. That's water. Oh, you're saying you water is better than right? Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> probably a good. In between whiskeys, you gotta have water. Hydrated. Ian, what was that hop flavored water that you brought in that was so good? That was that Lagunitas. That was, it was a Lagunitas hop flavored water. Yeah, forget Michelob Ultra. It's, it's really going to take good. you seven thousand of those to get tipsy anyway. Just drink the the. Uh, it was literally hop flavored water. Yeah, and it's delicious. It's really like, good. It doesn't sound good. But it is. Sounds like hot dog water. Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, number two, I'll agree with them. Uh, Yangling at the dive bar. Yeah, I've been yeah. to dive bars Yangling. and had Yangling. And it when was you go Yangling, wonderful. do you go flight or do you go no, standard? No, I, I go with the, the regular. Yeah, the yeah. regular Yangling. So. Agreed. Tecate at the tailgate. Love Tecate. I will do Tecate over any of the other Mexican beers. Yeah, no. except Negro Modelo. I want I want Tecate no. in a can. I don't. I, I will. I will pass on Tecate. I will I will just get whiskey or bad tequila. But I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what it is. It's it's nostalgia. Growing up in Pasadena, poor white trash. <laughs> Pasadena, get down, Dina. Yeah, you, you put a tecate in a can in front of me and some limes and and some some coarse salt, and I'm in. Bud, <laughs> Budweiser at the basement punk gig, pass. Hard pass. Uh, yeah. Sapporo on a picnic or after a day hike. Sapporo's okay. I'll do that. I like Sapporo. Sapporo's Lately, okay. I'm more of an Asahi guy. Yeah, I bet you are. <laughs> Paps Blue Ribbon on the fishing dock. No, I'm still. It's still there's, so crazy. There's to me really how Paps no is good reason for Paps Japan. Blue Ribbon. Yeah, yeah. Um, Modelo Especial at the DJ set. Modelo is Modelo. out of yeah. all of those. Modelo is probably one of the better choices. Although Negro Modelo, Negro Modelo is anytime. really pretty good. All right. Well, there's a few for you to think about. Uh, we got drinking news right around the corner, and we still have cigars to watch for to talk about, and we still have more to taste. You are watching and listening to Smoking and Toasting. We'll be right back. Cheers, y'all. Smoking and Toasting, our program all about craft beer, 
fine spirits and hand-rolled cigars. I just want to say this one last thing about that last segment, and that is that if you have the opportunity to uh, have this uh, Belching Beaver uh, Fall of Troy IPA and the, the Prideful rye. Goat Rye, do it. Get both of them. You will, you will thank me later. They're so good together. Later, yeah. You know, it's really a, it's are. a weird thing that IPAs and ryes work so well together. And IPAs don't they're not the friendliest style of beer in no, terms of working with other things. Something about that combination. I ran into that totally by accident. I'm sure people knew that before I did. But yeah, I ran into, <laughs> into it totally by accident. Like, as a as a person who loves cigars and loves IPAs, those things kind of. Keep separate existence. You know, like oh. when you have two friends that don't really like each other, so you don't invite them both to the same thing. Oh, is that right. why? I mean, Alan have you seen my podcast? That's why, that's why Alan's not here. Yeah, exactly. That's why me and Alan are never on the same episode. <laughs> no, the, uh, but but it's kind of like that with IPAs. Like I don't smoke a cigar usually when I'm drinking an IPA because they have a tendency to not get along all that well. Yeah. So it's interesting to me how well the IPA gets along with the rye. <laughs> when you get into bigger IPAs, you can get away with it a little bit. When you yes, get into like the uh, the doubles and the um, and just Imperials in general, you can kind of get away with it sometimes. Uh, a little bit of a change of subject here, but one of the things I have loved about the spirits you put out is that you've gotten into the cognac and armagnac space with some really remarkable beverages. Yeah, also love the name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah what, Gregarious a, Grump? Yeah, it's Gregarious a reference. Grump, yes. <laughs> yeah, so this is a 30-year-old cognac. Um, we... God, that's good. It's so good. It's cast strength, 52.6, 52.3, 52.9. You know, one of the things I think we should mention is that cognac doesn't get nearly the oh, attention man. that a lot of other spirits get, a, a, a whiskeys or rums or tequilas. I think it's better than, I think it's this the number one spirit. This is a wonderful, wonderful expression. It's just, there, there's something so smooth and delicious also, about I it. Also, I dare you to find a cognac that doesn't go well with cigars. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're a cigar smoker... Cognac oh, is a beautiful, beautiful. Isn't thing. it made to go with it? I love. <laughs> I want to violate fire codes. There's right like now. a dark chocolatey <laughs> grapeness going yes. on with this right here. Yes. Well, it's one of those things that uh, you know, and I dare you to find one cheaper. Believe it, it you know, it's expensive to produce a, a 30 year old cognac, but yeah. realistically, you're not going to find a 30 year old cast strength cognac for under 250, under 300 dollars. And this one we we snagged at, um, uh, I think it retails for 160. However. Uh, there's a couple places in town that we ran a short special with. You can actually pick this up at NASA Liquor for $45. Holy cow, that's worth a drive. Uh, Lee's what? Liquor as well. Lee's mm -hmm. Liquor off mm -hmm. Navigation. They've actually, I take it back, uh, uh, someone recently texted me clearing her out of everything uh. she had. But for a 30-year-old cognac to be under 100 bucks is a, is a can you so, say damn? Yes, you yeah. can. It's a damn steal. Uh, I think I'll be driving down to uh, to NASA Road, Road One this weekend. You know what my favorite reference was to the road? Uh, side note: uh, the radio restrictions is when I was at ESPN, we we were allowed. To, I was allowed to call you a butthole. I just couldn't refer to mine. <laughs> so so if you, if, if one of the FCC regulations is you can't. He's a butthole. You can't, right. It can't be excretory or genitalia it, oriented. It can't, you can't yeah. talk about your, yeah. your body, yeah. Yeah. which yeah. is interesting. Which is very interesting. Uh, well, and married couples this, sleep in separate beds. Yeah, that's, what, <laughs> wouldn't it, like back on the Lucy show, that not only do they have separate beds, but one of them had to have one foot on the floor? Really? During the bedroom scenes? What yeah. does that oh, mean? Oh, really? I have no idea. But I, I think that's right. That I think, may have been. I think they could be in 
separate beds in the same bedroom as long as one of them had and both fully a dressed in like floor. outrageous yeah. amount oh, of pajamas, like full yeah. pajamas, and <laughs> then robes on top of that, and then more on top of <laughs> that. That, that, that is the... exactly when I would have said, Lucy, you got some splaining to do. You got some splaining <laughs> to do. Does a foot on the floor mean you, it's not possible to be doing anything bad? I don't know. I'm not sure that that <laughs> you're, you're not fully in bed. You're not fully in bed right now. Maybe that's what it is. You're not fully in bed. Yeah, because. Ah. It, I thought it was implying that you couldn't be doing anything, but that's how you get You're gripped. You're not fully in yeah. bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, see, this is, these are the kind of conversations that you get into when you drink a fine cognac. Or when you're five whiskeys and three beers in. So this is available, though, at at retail, right? You can get it at retail. Um, it's available. Total Wine has it. Uh, it's at, so good. And any, any of your delicious. local retailers, yes. you could simply ask them, say, hey, can you get this in? They can get it in. All right, look, if you're looking for a cognac that is nothing but chocolatey grapeness, mm-hmm. this cognac is so good. Gregarious Crump 30 years. And if it's so sound, good. If chocolatey grape sounds weird, it's not. Get it's it. It's freaking delicious. We'll be right back with Drinking News. Smoking it doesn't. I was waiting for Ian to give me the sound effect of the bottle opening, but that one is resisting us a little bit. This one is fighting me the whole time. Ian was working on it all during the break, trying to get the uh, wax pulled away because this is the uh, the barley wine that we're going to be uh, trying here from Fremont. Oh, Road. I'm going to get into it. Keep talking. All right. So uh, as Ian does that, I'll prepare. There, there we, go. we go. That's the sound <laughs> we were looking for. Thank you very oh. much. So, but but uh, so you can oh. now before you pour. We got to do drinking news. I mean, it sounds like fifteen percent ABV. Whatever it is, <laughs> I love the sound of. You mean high I have proof. to sing for my barley wine? You do, in fact, uh, especially when you find out how much this bottle of barley wine cost me. So, uh, <laughs> so yes, you'll you'll sing and you will like it, uh, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for a segment on the program uh, that has become uh, against all uh, you know better higher. Standards and forces has become the most popular part of the Smoking and Toasting show. It's a segment we like to call Drinking News. Y'all know the words. Sing it with me. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. A Florida man with one arm said he had a gator for a pet. When asked about his absent arm, he said, uh... I had to take my gator to the vet. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. Well, as we uh, always tell you here on uh, Drinking News, these are stories that we find uh, across the uh, World Wide Web and, and various other news sources. Uh, these are stories that we at least believe to be actually true. In other words, not... From parody sites like The Onion or something sure. like that. These are stories that were reported as true or as if they were true. So. Although The Onion is hilarious. Yeah. Oh, I love The Onion. Uh, and, and we recommend that you check it out. But in the meantime, as we always say, these are stories that sometimes but not always involve drinking, but are always oh. best enjoyed if you've been. I got a whiff. Drinking. Yeah. That's breakfast cereal. And you may have to have been drinking to properly enjoy this segment, but you don't have to have been drinking to know that we all live in a pretty weird world. Or at the very least, a world that involves a lot of weirdos. I was going to give you the one with no head. 
So, Weirdos. I'm on it. I'm listening. So when we hear reports of strange people doing strange things, it's easy to dismiss them as just, oh, well, there goes another weirdo. But when a pattern begins to form, when there are multiple instances of the same kind of weirdness, it can make one wonder if something's just a bit off about the rotation of our world on its axis. Either that or there's maybe some strange Instagram challenge going on that we don't know about. <laughs> that could very well be the case in the normally rather quiet neighborhood of Dearborn Heights, Michigan. Dearborn Heights is a Detroit bedroom community. I've been there. Of around 65,000 residents, where popular things to do reportedly include I have the family that lives there. Midtown Groove Scavenger Hunt. Perhaps you've been on that. What's a oh. bedroom community? And something called the Motor City Ghost Tour. <laughs> bedroom community is like, you know, where people that work in town, uh, then they drive back out to the quote-unquote bedroom community because that's where they sleep at night and that's where their house is. But that, the, isn't that everybody, though? Well, that's well, the suburbs. Uh, it's oh, suburbs. It's the yeah. suburbs. It suburbs. It's basically yeah. what okay. it is. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. I used to play in Dearborn when I was a kid. But the Midtown Groove scavenger hunt and the Motor City Ghost Tour didn't prove to be quite what several Michigan men seem to be looking for recently. Dearborn Heights police have reported incidents of not one, not two, but three different Michigan men choosing instead to pleasure themselves in public within a single week. Michigan man. One man was found to be naked in his That's car. That's different from the Michelin man, by the way. Oh, yeah, it's a Michigan man and Michelin man. Very different thing. Wait, are we not allowed to do that in our car? Michelin man is inflated and puffy and white. But I'm, I'm also found right in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> One man was found to be naked in his car, polishing the banister, as it were. And uh, I, 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 Wait, was, that's illegal. You're saying that that's illegal? It is, in fact. And when he was caught by a citizen on video, he reportedly opened the door of his blue Honda Why CRV. Why was a citizen videotaping to someone doing that? That he was completely naked. Uh, again, Michigan. I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't tell you. you know and what? that's when he opened up the door to right. reveal. Like, like, hey. Oh, you take a video? Okay, here you go. There you, there go. you go. So wait a second. Like this 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 is so bizarre from top to bottom, right? Yeah. <laughs> the first, Specifically the bottom. So top to, to bottom, yes. Specifically so to the bottom. Way to put that. Is, so, so first off, if you're if you're walking by a car, you're like, man, you know what looks like is happening in that car? Like your first instinct is to is take to out take your take phone out your and phone. film it. You yeah. are now making a porn video. Exactly. So doesn't that person get in trouble, too, for making Maybe a porn in video public. in public? Maybe the uh, person with the phone has an OnlyFans account. They were just looking for content. You never know. I mean, come on. You can't just go around making you can't public just porn films. You can walk down the street and find content. Come on. Here you go. <laughs> I mean, come on. People have to work for that. A second man was spotted. Second man was spotted by a member of the neighborhood named Harold Piegler, man. who stumbled upon the Michigan man celebrating Palm Sunday Sounds like a superhero. while he was out for a walk with his dog, Butkus. Yes, the citizen who caught the man wailing away on himself has a dog named Butkus. You cannot make this stuff up. Police say they're investigating the theory that these are not isolated incidents, but that there may actually be some kind of an online forum, a TikTok challenge, for example, or something, Encouraging men to participate in boxing the one-eyed champ in public. I, you know, I don't. In Dearborn so Heights. I have a dog, and I don't remember ever like walking the dog and thinking to myself, "Wow, my zipper's a little tight. Let me take care of this." Well, it like, wasn't. It wasn't the guy walking the dog. He's the guy that spotted the. Uh, 
Oh, they got oh, walking the, the dog. Yeah, so yeah. some guy's just standing there? No, he's just standing there boxing the one-eyed champ in public in Dearborn Heights. and. Mm. and Spanking the monkey. Yeah, I mean, you guys just... are worried about my language on this show, but Jesus. <laughs> These are carefully crafted so as to uh, stay within the boundaries. Some guy was standing Not of good there. taste, you understand. Some just guy is standing law. out there dusting his broom. Yes, exactly. <laughs> a third Michigan man has actually been arrested. A 45-year-old male was taken into custody after police... <laughs> He's taken into custody after police observed him making the bald man cry a block from Annapolis High School. So uh, he'll be spending a little time behind bars. I'm waiting for you to come back to us. I, I, that's a, that was that's a hard one. Like you're outside of high school, buddy. You are way yeah. over yeah. bounds yeah. there. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, and there's some sort of like restriction, zoning restriction for that yeah, out of high school. Well, I, I I don't know if it's to that. <laughs> like, okay, so yes. sorry, that one crosses all kinds yes. of lines yeah. uh -huh. that are very. Well, very, he's very been bad. arrested. That's the good news. He'll be spending a little time behind bars for a while. Surprisingly. Or perhaps unsurprisingly, the man was caught with a supply of meth. Oh my gosh! And a cucumber. Oh wait, wait! What were both of those two <laughs> items doing in this scenario? Bitch can't guess what I'm doing. <laughs> Let's just say you can only only see half the cucumber. <laughs> Reporting live from Michigan, where I feel really bad for the employees of the Dearborn Heights Police Department. Especially the one whose job it will be to enter the cucumber into evidence. <laughs> My name is Cruz, and that is your... Oh, no. Drinking news, drinking news. That's our time for drinking news. You just have to figure, when you get caught with something like that, you open up the car door, out falls your container of meth and a cucumber. Did it fall out? And a weed oh, eater. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like to point out that Terry, our our producing engineer, is making Ray Stevens references. Yes, you got it. And I am just weird <laughs> enough to chicken. have got that. <laughs> I'm so glad you got that. Uh, and some peach preserves. Right. Oh my God! There's three people who got that, but they're cracking up. That's I'm a right. logger. <laughs> yeah, I'm a logger. <laughs> Well, welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. It's smoking and toasting. We went off the rails somewhere back there. I'm not sure exactly where it was. I Let's think just it... go back to the beginning of the show and start over. <laughs> All of a sudden, I want a salad. How long can you hang, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it all uh, over again. All right. While all that nonsense was going on, Ian poured one of his favorite substances in the world, which is a barley wine, into some cups, which we are about to sample. And uh, I don't know about you guys, mm. but I could... I, I'm across the studio, and I could smell this almost from the second that Ian opened it up. Rich and uh, wonderful. Um, so here's the thing about this. This is... Ian's holding that bottle big. like it's a long-lost friend. And ridiculous. <laughs> and the mouthfeel Decadent. is... Yeah. The mouthfeel is outrageous. Yeah. Um, Dying to know All I've done is just... just English-style barley wine aged in bourbon barrels. Fremont Brewing began as... Uh, I'm not going to go through all that, but basically. Uh, in your hands, a special nod to you, a gift for those that will continue to give many years from now. And patience, Brew 6000. This English-style barley wine uses floor-malted English barley noble hops and is aged 10 to 15 years uh, in, uh, in a 10 to 15-year single-use bourbon barrels for 16 months bringing you complex and subtle craft beer 
flavor experience. Single mm-hmm. use is an interesting term because it, <laughs> because it has to be right. I, I would just, I would say all beer is single, single use. Single use, right? Yeah, well, no, well, well, bourbon. All bourbon is single use, right? right? So you call it a, a single use bourbon barrel. Yeah. Single use Coca Cola. It's like gluten free vodka. All vodka. All spirits right. are gluten free. Yeah, that's right. So it is. Yeah. However, um, in the Scotch world, a lot of barrels are not single use. But it's not Scotch. It's bourbon. That's true. Mm-hmm. Well, um, how so much this, did you pay for it? Uh, about forty five dollars. Whoa. Yeah. It's yes. really good. It was, it was a pricey one. Yeah, really yeah it was a pricey it, one. But sometimes I splurge on these things that I think Ian's going to really like. Because mm. what I read about it was that it was much more of a British style barley wine. And you know we've had this conversation before about barley wines that some of the American when, style when people barley put wines, American style barley wine on there, uh, why? They're more carbonated. Which I don't think works for a barley wine. It's like you have a bowl of mashed potatoes and someone puts a, per, a part of their anatomy in it. Like, Which part? It's, it's not good. You know what I mean? Like, like, it's not good because you have this beautiful thing. You've and seen that movie, sudden, American Mashed Potatoes. Yep. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, because they... Cause they cause you're they you're take, giving a lot of men in Michigan imagine, some ideas. Can you, can, you, can you imagine this right here, but then hop to the point of bitterness on the end? Oh, sure, sure. Like, I that's mean, awful. This and, is, and I love hops, but this is not a place where they really... Need to be a dominant. Like you do not, yeah. ma- you do Agreed. not need to take a barley wine and make it bright and hoppy. Stop. Right. It's not exactly Just what we're going. Don't do it. Just it's let a barley going. wine be a barley wine. And by the way, don't try to overcarbonate it because there are some you don't beers need that any are carbonation in a barley wine. And this is not one of them. I almost just sneezed so hard. Anyone ever sneezed on air? Is there a sneeze button? Oh, I've totally sneezed on air. There okay. are. They actually do exist in the studio, but they actually have cough buttons that you can push yeah, that yeah. just shut your mic off for a second. Our, our previous, one of our previous uh, engineers, Doug, farted on air. There was that. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah so. Did it make it to the mic? Oh, That's I'm, a- I'm pretty sure you can go back. Go back and search what? the archives, ladies and gentlemen, and you will hear Doug the passing fart episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not the lost episode. No, this one actually made it to air. If you, if if you listen closely, you can still that hear me one. snapping at him off air. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my gosh, this is really good. I, it's very yeah, decadent. It is. It's so good. So it's very boozy. Oh my gosh, I just thought of something I should have done. That? I feel so bad. What? We did something, HBS, Houston Bourbon Society. We mm-hmm. did a peanut butter stout in bourbon barrels through Copperhead Brewery. Nice. They're very well loved, and they do the be- a lot of very bougie uh, beer right, people. Big bougie beer. Yeah. Oh, bougie. Not big bougie. bougie beer people say that Copperhead makes the best barrel aged beers in the Houston area. Big and bougie beer people make barrel aged beers. Yeah, I'll get there. <laughs> That's a beautiful alliteration, by the way. So I have uh, a couple of these bottles people. that I should have brought to you guys. So next time I come see you, uh, I will bring you guys our our bourbon barrel aged oh, peanut butter stout. Drink. I would love some of that. It was it was uh, you know they do the King of Terrors series. Ours was called King of Taters. King of Taters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, really uh, I want to point out this cognac is one and this barley wine together. Yeah, yeah. dude. Oh, I bet. Like I would have show. never guessed. Oh if, my right. gosh! I don't think a barley wine is necessarily. Just smell them back and forth. You'll get it right on the nose immediately. Like they're they're because this has this this kind of raisin slash date Ooh, kind of yes. thing going on. Love it. And then this has this mm-hmm. chocolatey grapeness going on. Oh yeah, we have grapes. Would you what have what I mean, yeah. They're, they're cousins. They marry each other. Uh, well, that's not how that's supposed to <laughs> go. 
<laughs> yeah, you made it weird, but that's okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just meant I this just segment. Meant, there's this a segment. lot of couldn't have gotten any weirder. Where are you but from exactly? There's, there's a lot of raisins oh, in the barley wine. God, Chris, um, I'm not good at this, guys. I just want to, I just want to encourage people. Like, have you ever and, talked on a mic before? Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you ever seen a grown man naked? That was what I thought of yes. when you said yes. that. Uh, so, and, and, and somehow the segment got even weirder. Uh, but it wasn't me. Yeah, right. Uh, so, Chris, I just want to mention, and I hope you'll stay around. Can you stay around for our goodbye segment? It's our next segment. Do you have time? Or you um, let's to, see. Where are we at? Need to we yeah. are, we're good. Okay. So uh, I do want to remind everybody about the Whiskey Social and why it's Absolutely. such a great thing to go to. So we'll do that in our next segment. Uh, but we do have to take a break as we enjoy more of this barley wine and this cognac. Holy oh, my God. Cow, who would right? have known? Uh, this is wonderful stuff, and we'll be right back. It is smoking and toasting. That came out totally wrong. I, I meant grapes and cognac and grapes and barley wine. Smoking and Toasting. Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. What a blast today with our uh, good friend and whiskey expert, Chris Hart. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I am so glad you had Thanks some time this week. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm I, glad we made it work. I really felt bad. Ian was after me, and I just my schedule's been so crazy. Yeah, well, uh, we appreciate you making time for us. This uh, By after you, I, mean, I was kind of stalking you a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It's nice to be stalked every once in a while. Well, you guys are very... Makes uh, you feel wanted. You, you guys are like Alan Denny. You guys are low-maintenance friends. Like yeah. there's a lot of love and understanding and yeah, trying yeah. to pull things off. <laughs> Would you describe Alan Denny as a low maintenance friend? <laughs> I don't think he used to be, but he's become so easy the last few years. Like yeah. I have not, I, I, I may not hear from him for months, and then I give him a call, and it, it's like we had never. Hey like, man, it's yeah. like there was no break. Love yeah, that. well that's love that's that part guy. of it. That's, that's a that. good part of it. Uh, I just want to mention about this barley wine. I don't know if we identified it properly we uh, talked about the fact that it was about a 45 dollar bottle but it's from fremont brewing they are out of seattle washington it is their barrel aged barley wine and they do one of these it each year beautiful by the way this was the 2022 Two. i believe uh and it's called brew 6000 what i don't know is if they will make it brew 7000 next year or if it'll be brew 6000 april 2nd 2022 also by the way this is coming in at a paltry 11.9 <laughs> really yeah so it definitely drinks. Uh, you would expect higher. One ABV. of the things I went on yeah. their website. Uh, you know, when at, I see barley wine, I expect right around twelve. So it's it's in yeah. my it's in my expectation. I went on their website looking at this a little bit before the show, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, they do say it, drink it now or age it. Either way, it's awesome. So it's, yeah, right. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, do you think that the Brew Six Thousand is a clear reference to the maybe their six thousandth cook? Mm. You know what I, I don't mean? know. Like I don't their know. actual I know brew that, session, six thousand. Um, I think they started. I know Bell's did a batch ten thousand, and that was literally because they'd done ten thousand batches of beer at that point. So I don't right. know what the brew six thousand might be. Maybe I don't know. maybe it is their six thousand batch of beer. They did a yeah. barley wine, and now it's called that. Maybe. Uh, I mean, it might be. Into, they do it in bourbon all the time when you have the eight millionth barrel right. of bourbon, right? Right. I don't know, Chris. Uh, before we just hit the uh, whiskey social one more time. I, I, I just want to social. encourage you. I know you've talked about maybe, you know, you might step away from the the beverage side of things for a little while. But I just want to encourage you. Your spirits that you've come out with are, are so, and this is like no BS, they're so wonderful. 
that I think you have a place in this space, and I hate to see you not being you know being active in it. I I really appreciate it. Um, I have a lot to say on that. I'm sure you do, and that's why I waited till the last segment so it's you wouldn't okay. be able to. Yeah, uh, but I really appreciate no. it. It, no, it but, has but been seriously. A fun... I hope that you will keep your toe in the water on on some level because you're you're really really good at this. This cognac is wonderful. That gregarious uh, grump line that you put out. We've had other stuff that you brought on before. Has always been fantastic, and then the prideful goat stuff. I mean, seriously, that rye is unbelievably the rye is good, outrageous, and, and good. the bourbon's great too. I, I'm not no slide on that, but sure, just that the, rye. You just said it just the same way that people talk about me and my wife. They say, <laughs> "Oh, she's so Molly wonderful." Is so yeah, wonderful. yeah, yeah. No, is, no slide on you, Chris. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, Chris yeah, is I mean, good too. Chris he is good exists. too. Yeah, but Molly, man, she's so great. <laughs> hmm. Well. You'll have to ask Molly to come on the show with us sometime. Oh, my gosh. She'd be a hoot. She would be hilarious. I'd, I'd love that. That'd be, that'd yeah, be great she, fun. But we had dinner that one time not that long yes, ago. Yes, we did. It was great. Um, yeah, but I, I love that because we'd had just enough to drink that Chris started, like, bagging on people. It was a wonderful <laughs> night. Man, you, you guys remember things that I don't remember? Our memories, my memories of y'all are, like, all friendly yeah, and fun. Right? Yes. And then y'all remember like, that guy cusses a lot. He's talking about cucumbers too much. Wait a second. I wasn't there. He wasn't bagging on me, was he? Well, he, it, it, he wasn't necessarily bagging on you, but he was like, so, Ian, what's up with that? What's up with that guy? No, what's up with that? I know that's not true. I made that up. He didn't say that. He didn't say that. Didn't say you know that. why I know it's true? Because I like you more than him. <laughs> that's it. So that, that's how it works. Yeah, that's how it works. No, oh, but uh, but seriously, fuzzy and warm. Uh, the Whiskey Social uh, yeah. that is you know one of your biggest endeavors, and it's coming up, and I'm so excited for it every year because it's so much fun, and it is of all of the tickets that you could buy to an event like this this one is far and away in my opinion the most worth it. it you get you get so much it's not just some guy trying to do a little festival so he can make some money it's someone who really cares about this stuff and is really wants to share it. yeah really wants to share it and and share that experience with people making and, money would be nice though if that if that was possible i didn't know, know that was an option nobody told me here's <laughs> here's hoping that that's something that uh, that transpires but i love the way you're doing it you're looking at quality first right well i absolutely and listen dude. Check it out if you've never been, HoustonWhiskeySocial.com. Uh, we, we, it's our eighth year. I cannot wait to see 10. I cannot wait for you all to be there for all for the next two years. If you're from out of town, book a hotel room. It's worth it. Like, oh, it, it's yeah. absolutely worth Uber, it. Uber, yeah. drink lots of water. Have a great week, Chris. It's so great to see you again. And so you're always welcome on the show. Thank you. Thanks for the spirits. And uh, cheers, y'all. It's alright when it's okay Yeah, you never listen to what anybody else says Such a stubborn